Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Welcome back, Savvy Souls. Today, I want to dive in with you more deeply into some of the harder, more difficult feelings we have about ourselves and get out of a perfectionist approach to how we're thinking about our journey and what we believe we need to be doing. In last week's episode, I laid down my concept of expansive wholeness as kind of the grounding that will help you make decisions that serve you. And basically, I can simplify it into two things. If you love and celebrate yourself enough and you trust in your own wisdom, that's a really solid basis for making good decisions that will get you to the point where you're able to do what you love and have faith in yourself. And that's how you can create the life you want. But how really do you get to that starting point of worthiness of believing in your own goodness? So for so many of you, and I'm like this like too, I can totally relate. You, you describe yourself as perfectionists and that's because you want to get things right. And what happens is when I talk about concepts of feeling good enough with people like you who want to be perfect, what our tricky brains can do is make feeling good enough a target that you strive for. And then when you don't feel good enough about yourself, that you make that into just another thing to feel badly about. So today I want to comfort you a little bit. And I want to tell you my way of comforting you is to let you know that there's never a point where you finally wake up and you say to yourself, oh, it used to be so terrible. I used to feel like I wasn't good enough and I used to criticize myself. And now I just know I'm so amazing and I feel so steeped in the goodness of myself and with the enoughness of who I am. And forever on from now forward, it's gonna be like that. No, it doesn't happen. We, why doesn't it happen? Like, why can't I promise you that you'll feel that way? Because I want to be honest with you. And we are all humans. And that old part of our brain, the reptilian part of our brain, is wired to keep us safe. And it's naturally wired to be super anxious about, are we doing the things that make us belong? Are we doing whatever we need to do to remain part of the tribe? Are we creating physical and emotional safety for ourselves? So our brain is always thinking that we're not doing enough. It's always on high alert trying to keep us safe so we don't run into disaster. So 
our brains are often feedback loops that keep telling us all the things we're doing wrong. And here is Heather telling you to try to feel good enough about yourself so you can make good decisions. So this is normal. This feedback loop is normal. So take one of my clients. And if you're listening to this, it's probably several of you will say, oh my God, she's talking about me. She's singling me out. Well, actually I'm talking about several of you um, because this is so common. So this client of mine was really struggling with all her self-critical thoughts. Pretty much no matter what she did, she would have a brain, her brain would say, oh, you know, what you did was wrong in some way. There's something bad about what you, you accomplished. And this constant feeling that she was bad, that, that, that she's messing up, that she's doing the wrong things, that she doesn't know what to do, that she's making wrong decisions, were challenges for her to believe that what, what she actually wanted is important because she's so busy criticizing herself. She can't believe that what she wants is important. So I taught her to do a simple exercise, which was to just go to a mirror and look at herself deeply in the eyes and say, I love you. I love you. And just take it in and feel that. And I referred her to the book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It, which is a really good book that's all about the journey of trying to love ourselves more and how it can change us. And it gives us tips like that mirror, mirror uh, exercise I taught her. But she came back to our next coaching session almost in tears because she found that exercise really difficult. She was unable to look at her eyes, look into her own eyes and say, I love you. And so she came back to me feeling even worse about herself. Why? Because here's yet another thing she'd failed at. She had failed at the mirror exercise because she wanted to be perfect doing it. And so what I told her, which I think was a relief and what we all need to realize is, yeah, of course, her brain is wired to think of herself in a critical way. And so, of course, when she looks in the mirror and she looks in her eyes and says, I love you, at first, there, of course, there's going to be resistance. So I told her nothing has gone wrong. So her next practice was to do the exercise. And then when the resistance came up, to have this tremendous compassion for that, this kindness for that, to say, okay, my brain is thinking that it's terrible that I can't do this right. And I'm okay with that. We're not going to layer on self-criticisms about not doing the self-love exercises properly. So a first step for her was just to practice allowing that self-criticism to come up and being so compassionate 
for the self-criticism. So getting it perfect just never happens. So you might be asking yourself, you might be asking yourself at this point, like, why bother? If we can ever feel good enough, like, why are we trying to do this? Why are we striving to achieve something that we can't achieve and then feeling badly about that? And I think for me, it's that when we can have compassion for times that we don't feel good about ourselves, when we're able to develop compassion for the times we notice that we feel terrible about ourselves, that is the starting point for self-healing. That's when we learn that things can be really hard and they're not permanent. It's kind of like if you've ever been in love and more than once and the first time you're in love when you broke up, you may have felt so despondent because you might might have thought things like, I can't survive this. I can't live without him or her. Um, this is just the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And yet you do go through that. You do survive it. You do eventually feel better. So the first piece of loving yourself and having moments where you don't or hours or days where you don't, having that compassion and knowing the terrible feelings will pass and there will also be good moments too. And it's all part of human life and it's all okay. So the part of you that accepts the times of where you don't feel good enough will be your sound base for making decisions that help you get to the point where you can make choices you love and allow yourself sometimes to be at the center. In this podcast, we ain't ever striving for perfection because it's just, it's not realistic. All we're doing is we're learning that we matter and that what we want matters and we don't need to do anything to become worthy, including we don't need to always have a high opinion of ourselves to be worthy. And if we feel terrible half the time, that's okay. It's all fine. So let's talk about this concept of feeling good enough, you know, how I love my dictionary definitions. And so I was thinking about the word enough. What does it really mean? And one of the definitions in Merriam-Webster is enough means to a degree or quantity that is sufficient for satisfaction. And the Cambridge Dictionary says, in the amount or degree needed. So there's a sense of, in this, just in this word itself, there's a sense of chasing something we don't have, an inherent dissatisfaction with where I am now, and a feeling that I could be more satisfied or I, I need more of something. And so what happens is inherent in this wor word is there's always a stretching 
of the concept of enoughness. There's always a stretching of what is needed. I remember back when I was a partner at EY, we had a pretty rigorous annual performance review. And even though I was a partner and rose through the ranks and became a leader, I always carried my anxious brain with me. And um, it was an environment where there was tremendous pressure on the partners uh, to bring in business because we were the front line in that kind of organization. The partners are the front line. We were the ones responsible for bringing enough business, not just to feed ourselves and our families, but to pay for the firm's operating expenses and pay for our staff. So other people were relying on us. And so I took my critical brain and was constantly in a feeling of I'm not enoughness. I have no doubt that this will, this year coming up will be the year that I will be fired. And I would get really tense before my annual reviews. And then when they were good, I probably felt good for all of an evening. And pretty much the next day, I was starting to find reasons to feel anxious, starting to notice all the ways I felt like I wasn't measuring up, all the ways I could feel better, um, do better, perform better, be better in my job. And that made me feel so anxious and led to a lot of striving. And it's not just a lawyer thing. It's not just a professional services practice thing. It's true of everybody I've met, whether you're a mother, whether you're an artist, an entrepreneur in in a corporation, you're a consultant, or even one of my fellow life coaches, we're all striving with this sense of not being enough and like we never get there. And what we don't want to do is start using personal develop as just another reason to beat ourselves up. So what does it really mean when I say I like to focus with my clients on their sense of enoughness? What it is to me is it's a practice. It's not an end state that we achieve. It's a daily practice we use all our lives. It's a practice that allows us to feel the way we need to feel often enough, just often enough to make the right choices that we need to make to start doing more of the things we love. And it's feeling good enough, often enough, to have sufficient faith in ourselves and not quit. So it's not an absolute, it's just something that happens, feeling good enough happens enough to make the choices we want to make. That's what I mean. So when I talk about it being a practice and not an end state, I just want to share some of the practices I think help develop and strengthen the feeling of enoughness and really developing the practice of enoughness. So the first thing is to be very conscious about building of awareness 
building a good sense of awareness of when you make decisions against yourself. When that happens, you notice, um, I really wanted to do X, but I ended up doing Y because of, you know, pressure from work or my family, or I thought that I couldn't do it or whatever. So when you make a choice that's not the one that you actually wanted to make, sit down and think, okay, what did I think the obstacles and barriers were? That will give you a sense of the thoughts that are holding you back. And then look at each thought and go, okay, when I thought that way, how did it make me feel? And when I thought and felt that way, how did that lead to my action of making, not making the choice I wanted? So it's the first step in all of this and everything I teach is just building that self-awareness to see where your brain is tripping you up, to see where it's tripping you up without scolding it or feeling bad about the fact that it does that. And when you've identified your thoughts, it can be useful to look at them and ask about each thought, is it true? Or as Byron Katie, for those of you who know her, if you don't know her, I'd suggest looking her up. Byron Katie's question, is it absolutely true? Is this thought that I'm believing in so hard that's stopping me from doing what I want? Is it absolutely true? And ask that in a very meditative, self-reflective way and think about it. Uh, you might find that you start realizing the ways that it's not true. The third step is to remind yourself that you have a human brain and it's normal to have the thoughts that you have. So I want you to sit back and start choosing compassion and, and, and kindness for you as a human being who has these thoughts. The fourth step, I would like you to notice the way you feel. So notice the feelings that come up, whether it's shame or discouragement or in being incapable or whatever, insufficient, whatever's coming up. Just notice that feeling and just sit down, breathe into the feeling. And when I say notice the feeling, there's the emotion, but notice how it feels in your body. What are your physical sensations. So just allow the emotion and the physical sensations to be there and just feel them, allow them to be there and have compassion for their existence. Fifth step is practice building the same kind of awareness I talked about earlier about when you make decisions that are for you. So if you notice like, oh, wow, like I've always wanted to do this thing. And then yesterday I finally had the courage and I finally decided to do it. I signed up or whatever. Uh, look at that and sit down and be reflective. Like what thoughts shifted in you? What thought allowed you? What were you thinking when you decided you could go for it? You could do it. And when you thought like that, how did that make you feel? And then when you thought and felt like that, what actions did you take? Sixth, 
and related to the fifth point is to celebrate 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 who you are celebrate the decisions you make but celebrate all those things about yourself think about describe who you are all the good things and all the bad things and then find a way to celebrate every single aspect of you and challenge yourself if you think something's bad about yourself bring a sense of amusement and just say okay this seems terrible but if it was good how how would it be good how could i celebrate it seventh point and second last point is spend time bringing yourself back to the present moment that is really helpful because if you bring yourself fully into the present moment notice nothing's gone wrong notice that you're safe notice that you're okay and feel the sufficiency of who you are what's around you in the moment look around you and say i created this and it's okay and then finally when you wake up in the morning feeling terrible or you notice yourself in the middle of the day feeling sad or rejected or discouraged or anxious just bring so much kindness and compassion to that just remember you're human you're beautiful and you are enough so savvy souls if you practice even just one of these eight things this week one time that's enough okay even if you don't practice it any times that's also enough because you are good enough just the way you are if you enjoyed the podcast today i would really appreciate it if you would share it with your friends think of somebody you know who really near, needs to hear what we talked about today or in another episode i would really appreciate it if you would share this with them and spread the word to other people i put a lot of my heart and soul into putting out this podcast and i do it because i love you and i think the message that i have can help a lot of people who are suffering and i want to get the word out because i'm here not just to work with my paying clients but to help all of you you are all my people and i love you have an awesome week so if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.